My name is Mitra Manesh. I'm a servant. I serve through teaching, coaching, consulting, or any other way that I can find to share what I know with those who want to know. And this Lights On podcast is one of those ways. It was created with consciousness and mindful living in heart. So join us as we travel through many roads of learning and transformation together. And if you enjoy our podcast, please give us feedback by rating us five star and share us with others if you think they may benefit from it. On behalf of my team, I thank you for your presence. This week's episode is about sleep again. As you recall, last week we talked about the inner aspect of sleep, uh, how we are, how the being aspect of us. And this week is about what to do and what we can do in order to improve our sleep. The experience of sleep is very obviously important to all of us, no matter how you look at it. Some people look at it from physical perspective, some from mental perspective, some from energetic perspective, and really they are all important. And all these three aspects of sleep is important for all of us. But however you see it, there are things we can do in order to improve it. And in this episode, um, I was uh, lecturing on how to improve our sleep from the mindfulness perspective. And um, I hope that what we discuss and what we talk about can help you to improve your sleep and also help you to show up better during the day and be more mindful. Because as you know, it's very hard to be mindful, present, aware when your body is exhausted. So let's take a listen together. The first one is so common sense that most of us don't do it. And that is to allocate enough time for sleeping. You see, sleeping usually gets the shorter end of the stick. So if I have to do this and if my guests stay longer and if I had to um, watch something or work on something, what I usually um, short change is my sleep. I say, well, okay, I'll go to sleep an hour later. And it becomes the secondary thing usually to things that have louder voice. You see, sleep, if it was a person, and I actually personalize sleep, I give it a character. Sleep, um, and, and you can do it for yourself. Who is sleep to you? If it's sleep, your sleep was a person, can you create and imagine it as a person? And when I imagine my sleep is a very meek, very quiet a person that actually is genderless, but is very like it's the person, it's the gentle person in the room. And usually it's the quieter person in the room. So because it's not loud, like your mind, because it's not intrusive, like your mind that just walks into the room, because it's a person that knocks and asks to be, you know, if they can enter the room, they usually are considered last. But this consideration and allocation of sleep time, I normally, of course, there are 
always exceptions and we can't be rigid if I don't know a, a loved one is sick or something bad is happening I'm not gonna say I'm sorry I have to go to sleep but my sleep time is non-negotiable I mean I've said goodbye to my guests in my home because they had overstayed and their conversation was wonderful and I told them how to lock the place and leave and I said with all due respect I have to go to sleep because I was respecting my next day I was respecting my body I was respecting my my mind and definitely my energetic connection to where I get my energy so that non-negotiable allocation of time that is only negotiable when things are are extremely important, meaning medium, large, small, the thing that will really will affect my allocation of time is the large one. If something large is happening, sure. But any medium and small event will not take over my sleeping time and will not uh, be become more important than my sleep time. So the first thing we do is the allocation of a non-negotiable, unless really necessary, uh, time for our sleep. Uh, the time of sleep, again, I am not a scientist, so it's different for different bodies and there are different numbers going around on uh, in the um, uh, neuroscientist, at least, world that I'm part of. And whatever number goes home for you, some people seem to be satisfied with six hours, some people satisfied with eight or more, whatever it is for you. And now I hear that oversleeping actually is bad for you. But whatever number, I leave that to you. Allocate that time, meaning schedule it in your day schedule. So if I'm sleeping at this time, I need to reorganize my day the next day, even though I may not be sleeping in because I'm not a, a person that can sleep in. I'm al really allowing myself to have that restful time that I talked about. So this is very important that we allocate a non-negotiable time for our sleep. The second thing is separating your sleep space from your activity space. You see, our mind learns very, very conditionally. It's almost like training a dog and you are conditioning the mind with associations. So when I say this is the space for sleep and that's the space for work, an activity, mind gets that, but only gets that not through words, but through actions. So I remember I was teaching this at UCLA and one of the students said, um, I wish I could take you to my room and see how small it is. I work, sleep, do, cook, do everything there. So I don't know how to implement this part of your suggestion. And I said, okay, bring a picture of your room the next time you come in those days where classes were in person. So he brought a picture of his room and I said, okay, there is a space. There is the, there's a desk there. He said, yes. I said, can you move anything to do with your activities on that desk? And, and so it's basically corner. That corner is working an activity corner. And this corner is the resting and sleep corner. He said, yeah, I can do that. And I said, make sure that, you know how we're checking our, our phone? And of course, that that's part of this um, preparing and allocating a space for your sleep and separating it. Don't bring your phone to your bed. Can you do that? Can you sit in your um, at your desk and in your chair when you're doing that? 
allow your mind again like a child like a dog like a like a, a being in training seeing your mind as a being in training that it understands but it only understands if you are consistent so separating where you call sleeping and resting space for yourself and where uh, you have activities happening it's the respect that you have for your rest and your sleep and your connection with something bigger than yourself so however you do it however how small your space is you're able to separate these space from the space that you sleep there's a lot of information and sometimes i get lost in it uh, the wifi issue i personally turn off everything uh, including my phone and now there is actually a research you can google it because i did that if your uh, phone just merely leaving your phone out of your room that you're sleeping improves your sleep by certain percentage i've heard different ones but it's up to um i think 13 that that i saw so leaving those spaces wi-fi does because it's a i mean we know that there is a, a frequency emanating from wi-fi of course it is if you stop that it allows your mind to rest better uh, all my wi-fi's are off when i'm sleeping i do have a landline and i do have a um an alarm which is a very old-fashioned alarm i had to look for it online that has nothing to do with any electricity or any wi-fi and that usually also is outside of my room because i don't need you know harsh alarms if it's important for me to get up at certain time that alarm can go off and i can trust it because um, it it's got nothing to do with anything so what i'm doing is here by separating my space from the space of activity i'm allowing my mind to understand this is time for rest i don't need your opinions i don't need to be active i don't need your advice i don't need your protection right now please rest as i am resting so these are some things that you can do to separate your space of sleeping from the space that you are active and uh, is associated with um, energy and unrestfulness. Let me take a deep breath before I go to the third point that I wanted to share with you, third outer way of doing this, and that is to create a ritual Yes, a ritual around your sleeping. Again, it's the conditioning of that child, that dog, that mind that is watching you all the time. Uh, the ritual could be very simple. It is, uh, you already probably have it, but I want you to give it a little bit more importance and a little bit more oomph. So when you go and change into your pajamas or whatever you wear when you sleep when you brush your teeth when you let your hair down whatever it is that you do i remember as a child once my father <laughs> found me with my um, clothes we, we had just come back from a gathering and he found me with my clothes uh, on my bed and he came and he said uh, change your clothes to your pajamas i said no i don't want to i'm tired and he said 
do you know how much germs you collected when you were outside? I mean, as a child, I never thought about germs. And I thought, oh, I never thought about that. He said, that's why you need to wear something that is only for your bed. And, you know, so many years, almost half a century later, I now realize how accurate that, that advice was, that now we gather viruses, germs, and, and we are super careful about how we separate outside and inside of our home. But that also is psychologically and energetically important that I my mind knows, oh, pajamas are coming. My resting gears and attires are coming. I brushed my teeth. I brushed you know, my hair. And uh, in, in this uh, meditation that I'm offering, good night meditation, I say you also need to brush your mind and brush your soul by letting go of certain things. So that ritual, whatever that means for you, Aram referred to a meditation. Um, I have a two-second meditation if I'm tired. If I'm not, I actually listen to my own good night meditation and every night I forget one of them. But I, I listen to it and it's very, very helpful. But sometimes I don't want to be doing that and, and I want to uh, have it separate from, from my space. So I just close my eyes and just allow things that I need to let go of my awareness to leave. It's just like saying thank you for helping me during the day. I no longer need your services. You may leave now. And you see, everything I say and everything I'm inviting you to do has a little bit of a kind energy to it. We're not fighting with the sleep. We're not fighting with the loud mind, frightened mind. We're not fighting with the thoughts that we have. And in this guided meditation, I invite you to write down things that are on your mind. Because if it's on your on the paper, it's not on your mind. It is there. It's safe and secure. And you don't feel uncomfortable uh, thinking, oh my God, I should remember, I should remember. When you write it down, it's very helpful. In fact, one of the things I do, I have a pen and paper always next to my bed. Sometimes it's a dream that I want to write. In the darkness, I just write the keywords or it's something that has come to my mind. Of course, the most important things I remember, oh my God, I haven't paid my staff. And then I remember and, and then just write it down. And, and I allow it to be on the paper so that it's not on my mind. Hope this episode answered the question or two for you or provoked and inspired questions in you. I'm so grateful you showed up and listened up. Until the next time, be well and stay curious. <laughs>